0: What is the Podcaster Matrix? The Podcaster Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to
1: Small Business Saturday.
0: Welcome to Small Business Saturday's. The Small Business Saturday's podcast. With your host and my husband. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Welcome in. My name is Aaron Montgomery and I'm with oursuccessgroup.com. Appreciate you guys joining us here this morning on another edition of Small Business Saturday. We're back after a, a bit of a two week hiatus here. We're back to recap what we did last year. Actually, so we started at the end of last year. Actually, I was checking the notes here. We started a 10 week series on the success principles. It was awesome. It was a blast. It was great. It fueled me. It actually pushed me to go from being a success principles trainer in training, <laughs> train the trainer online is the program, but, uh, So I was in training, and then at the end of this 10-week program, I took the test and submitted my essays, and in fact, I'm going to pop some brand stuff up here. When I put this show together and, and built a little show card for it that you can see right here, I was still in training at that point. I had submitted, and I was just waiting to hear back if I had been certified, but now I can officially say that I'm a Jack Hanfield Success Principles Certified Trainer, Thank you guys so much for all of your support, for believing in me and for helping me work through these. So I I felt really confident with the information. It was awesome. It was fantastic to be able to do that. So I will take that banner down. The other thing that I wanted to to bring up, I told you that today we're going to kind of be reviewing these success principles. But I am also very blessed to have a special guest that's going to be joining me here in just one moment, Christine Shreve. And and for those of you that know Christine, I'll I'll have her give us a little bit of a rundown of what she's involved with and, and has put together. But she is the creator of the Women in Garment Decorating Group, and she also hosts the Women Plus Business podcast, just really doing some amazing things in our industry And she tuned in and watched here for the duration of the 10 weeks, really just had some great insights along the way. And and so I was honored to ask her to be able to join us because I want to hear her insights. You know, you guys heard me talking about the success principles, giving my opinions, but I want to get a different perspective in here. Before we do that, I want to give you guys a couple of links here real quick, and then we will get Christine in here. First link I'm going to pop into here is the YouTube playlist that has all 10 of the videos, all 10 of the weeks. In in fact, it does have this week that'll be on there as well, all 10 of the weeks in there. So if you wanna go back and review them, just click on this link here. That's the first link I wanted to share with you guys. The second link I wanna share with you guys, so you have all this information as we go through it and you can pull it up and, and all that kind of fun stuff. But the second link I'm gonna share is the actual week number 10 video. And the reason I'm sharing that video is because if you go down into the description of that video, also has every single one of the Jack Canfield videos and every single one of these worksheets we're gonna show you today linked in there as well. You can go and click on those, click on the worksheets and dive right back into this if you didn't have a chance to to go through this. Hopefully that that helps everybody. Still going strong. Let's get in our guest here and let me click the right button. So welcome into Small Business Saturdays, my good friend, Christine Shreve. Christine, how are you?
0: Good morning. The internet is being buggy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's what the internet likes to do. You know, that's uh, the, the gremlin yes. within. So we're understanding of that, but we're glad that you're here. I, I know you were here and you had to pop back out and, and now you're back. Yeah, so. I was
0: here and then the connection dropped and I rebooted the modem and that seemed to have fixed it, but I've also got my phone and my mobile hotspot. So if we lose the router again, we can try the mobile hotspot. If that doesn't work, I'll send smoke signals. I smoke don't know.
1: Signals, yeah, it, yep. Morris code or something. I mean, something. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you for doing all that and making sure that sure. you're here with us. Real quick, before we get into this, we were talking about the Future You Party last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nan said it went south after dad left. The sad part is, Christine, I I was dad after I left. So. <laughs>
0: well, I did find it funny that as soon as you said, okay, I'm kicking you to the back room while I open the show, my internet went, yeah, not working anymore.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> like, so my internet me. apparently
0: is a diva. It doesn't want to work unless I'm online.
1: That's right. Only Christine can be. Yeah, unless I'm
0: on camera, it's not going to do anything.
1: (laughs) It doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. All right. And hi,
0: Ruth. Good morning, everybody.
1: Good morning. And we got a lot to cover here today. Let's dive right in here. That. Let's just go back to week one. I mentioned that we kicked this thing off back in October. Yep. I know that was uh, that 10-week series, but it just seems like a lot longer ago. Um,
0: <laughs> Doesn't
1: the, it? It does. It totally does. So the first week, Christine, was purpose. What's your purpose? Why are you here? That kind of uh, of idea. So I know that's been a long time since we we saw that and we went through that. But maybe if you could just kind of summarize from your perspective, what that first week kind of meant to you and and how you took it?
0: Well, purpose is something that I thought a lot about. What I liked about that particular exercise is it really kind of pushed you to distill it into something that was not bite-sized necessarily in terms of the impact, but bite-sized in how you could say it. And when I went through the exercise, I ended up writing a purpose statement the, and you're probably going to say, can you read it? And I'm like, yeah, it's on the floor on the other side of the table right now. Um, <laughs> okay,
1: I won't ask because.
0: You <laughs> okay, thank you. Well, that one you actually should have because I think I sent that one to you later. For me, it kind of distilled a lot of things that I really cared about down to a particular small statement, I guess, is what I want to say. And the yeah. thing that came up the most for me that I was surprised by was... The fact that compassion was an important part of the statement for me, which I would not have told you that had uh-huh. you asked me before I did the exercise.
1: Yeah, well, that's awesome. I mean, that's that—that that is the intention. Uh, as far as I can tell is, is that exact thing, you know, you, finding what is really, truly deep down and then figuring out a way to distill it down into, yeah, I want to be able to share that in one or two sentences even though it's, it's big and it, it's mm-hmm. grand and it is your purpose, if we can share that in one or two sentences, to me, it allows us to better connect with the people that we want
0: to connect with, too. And I think a lot of people tend to, what they think their purpose is or how they describe it uh-huh. tends to be all over the place. Yeah. And so it really helps to kind of just, okay... Yes, you have a lot of purposes in your life. I mean, you know, you have purposes in your work and purposes in your family life and with your friendships and with your affiliations, whatever they are, and the hands are going to do this all day. I love
1: it. I love it. I get like that.
0: um, (laughs) I fought with my hands. So I think that what was really helpful is it kind of, this is like an overarching purpose. This is like your guiding principle, I guess, maybe or something. It wasn't something I'd ever really sat down and thought, okay, if I had to define it for someone, what would I say? So it yeah. did help. Yeah, yeah. 2020 was has been such an who and what I thought I was and wanted to be has morphed yeah. in about 50 different directions this year. And I I don't think we're done yet.
1: No, no. <laughs> There's plenty of morphing, and but oh. I, but I love that that you say that you know it's an overarching statement, and, and I I believe that to be true because as you said we do have all of these different areas of our lives, these different you know things that are important to us, you know. So it's not saying that we have to be one thing all the time. I think what it's saying is that what you'll find is that there's a common theme underlying all of that stuff you know for example for me you know mine talks about the fact that I want to support business owners provide resources for for business Mm -hmm. owners and while business owners might not seem to have anything to do with my friends or my family life or 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 necessarily from that vantage point but here's the deal I find that I have the best friendships with people that are business owners because I I like their spirit I like how hard they work I, I appreciate that they take responsibility for themselves you know I was raised by and entrepreneur again to me it was an underlying kind of tied it all together and made a lot more of it make sense you know why do i get along with these people more so than these people and and not saying one's better than the other but to me what i'm attracted to is is in that realm all right so let's see if uh, christine might be having some internet issues again we'll give her a second to come back here in fact, I might uh, pop her off screen for one second here. So I'm going to get this up here and we're going to go through the worksheets here real quick. We're going to take a look at this. Let's start with week one here. Okay. Oh, there, there she comes back again. <laughs> All right. Christine, I apologize. I didn't let you talk. And I think that's why the internet said you've done.
0: No, I think this is just, for whatever the reason, my internet's just going to be wonky today. We're just going to have to ride with it, I guess. I'm sorry. I wish it would behave itself. I don't know why it's picked today, but.
1: (laughs) It's Saturday. Anyway, sorry, where were we? Basically, I was just kind of wrapping up my my Apparently,
0: it's presenting that I'm making it do things. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Christine, I wanted to go over this worksheet here real quick and just give folks a uh, a, a sense of of what, you know, kind of how you tackled it obviously it talks about listing some, some qualities and I know it's not in front of you right now, but uh, hold
0: on one second. I'm going to be really unprofessional and go grab them because they're all right around the other side.
1: Perfect. 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 While she's doing that. Yeah. So we start off, you know, kind of what, what are some unique qualities? And I know I've talked about this before, but for me, the thing that helped me the most finding these things was I took, it, I think it's by Gallup now, it used to be called the Clifton Strengths Finder. And and that was really powerful for me was the uh, the strength Finder program. And and that's mm-hmm. where I found my qualities. But what about for you, Christine? How did you find those two qualities? What What stuck out to you?
0: The two that I put down for the first one on this sheet were compassion and creativity. And like I said, compassion was, I had never particularly... I I mean, I don't think I'm not compassionate, but it wouldn't have been the first word that I would have picked. Mm -hmm. But when I thought about what my overarching purpose was, part of it is kind of helping people deal with stuff that's hurt them or made them sad or have been a problem in their life. And to be kinder to themselves about how they handle that stuff, because I'm a serious veteran at beating myself up for things that, you know, I... I hate the phrase, but I did the best I could at the time, yeah. you know, but I spent years thinking I should have been better, different, blah, blah, whatever. And it's like, yeah. you know, you do what you can with the tools you have at the moment. Yeah. That's all you can do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Christine, how did, how did compassion surface for you then? You know, as you were working through this, was there a particular process that you went through or it just kind of was an aha moment?
0: I think a lot of it came from the work that I've been doing with women in garment decoration, the group that I run on Facebook, that whole process. I'm the first one to tell you because of the events of my life and the way I was raised. I'm a very, very pathologically independent person. I Mm -hmm. do not rely on other people. I just don't. So again, realizing that I need to rely on other people and they need to rely on me kind of where the compassion came from a little bit I think maybe
1: yeah yeah that makes a ton of sense yep for sure okay all right then the next step here is you're going to list two ways that these qualities when interacting with others how do they express themselves where did you go from there
0: educate and inspire
1: nice remind too. great same kind of thing you know kind of reflecting on the work that you've been doing with the women in garment decorating and the the podcast and, and whatnot is that similar
0: Well, education, I come from a long line on both sides of my family of teachers, librarians, educators of some sort. My maternal grandmother, she was hugely influential in my life when I was growing up. I've always had that education bug. So,
1: Yeah, so that that, that makes a great connection. And and I think what I love about this worksheet is that it does kind of give us this, okay, one, two, three. Now let's Mm -hmm. group those together. And, and it is just such a, you know, as you're reflecting, you, you, things start to, to pop, you know, at least that's what happened for me is it's like, oh, compassion comes out, you know, f- for me, it was mm-hmm. significance and, and problem solving and that kind of thing. Then we got into number three here, when you envision the world as a perfect place, you know, what's everybody doing? What's that feel like in your world?
0: Well, I have to say that a lot of this also came from a lot of the events in the world in general. In sure. 2020 and this year, too, where it seemed like a lot of people were fighting and there were a lot of differences and division. So in my perfect world, people work together with open minds and learn from each other. Everyone supports each other and shares their talents freely, which sounds a little bit like communism. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> Communists with the side of capitalism, is that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think that one of the things that I have believe really, really strongly in is we need to bring back the ability to have different viewpoints and still assume the other person is a good person. Yes. And okay. I think we've lost a lot of that. It's like, if you don't agree with me, you're a heathen barbarian who should rot in hell. You can not agree with me and still want the same things that I want, you just disagree about how we get there. And I think we've lost that ability. Some of the people that I enjoy talking to most in the world hold vastly different viewpoints from me, but we can have a discussion. I have a friend, someone I used to work with, who says he loves talking to me because he can say things to me and I don't go, oh, you're totally wrong. You know, I'll say, why do you think that? Well, mm-hmm. let's have a discussion. And we've had some amazing discussions. Yeah. On things that we have completely divergent viewpoints on. Yeah. But I don't think he's evil because he believes what he believes, and he doesn't think I'm evil because I believe what I believe.
1: So <laughs> that, that's amazing. And and that that I agree completely with that. We we need to get mm-hmm. back to that. And and I think a lot of that not not a lot of it. I, I to me I feel like a little bit of that stems from the fact that. You know, people don't spend enough time. Here's the way I look at it. And Christine, I want to hear your take on this too. If I know what my purpose is, if I know deep down and, and I feel comfortable inside of that whole experience, then mm-hmm. then I can be much more open to hearing other viewpoints because I feel comfortable in my own skin to a point, you know, not, not that I have to, you know, be perfectly 100%. But I feel comfortable in my own skin that I can accept other viewpoints and listen, and and understand that that's their viewpoint, and and maybe I don't mm-hmm. agree right away. But but I will never get any smarter if I just all of a sudden decide this is the way that it is, and period. And I'm not going to listen to anybody else. I'm going to tell them they're stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you're not going to get anywhere in your life like that, as far as I'm concerned. Anyhow, that, that's I know this is a big bigger topic, but uh, what, what oh, are your, your yeah. thoughts here?
0: Well, I have another friend who I have this discussion with a lot. And what we talk about is the fact that people have their bubbles. You get all the media you consume, everything you watch, everything you read reinforces your own opinions of and you don't go out and look at what somebody from a different culture is saying or what someone from a different religion thinks or what somebody from a different political party is hearing. And if you don't get the different viewpoints, and if you're only ever talking to people who agree with everything you say, you don't have the equipment to go out. And And also, I think it's an ego thing. A lot of people who are insecure in themselves have a really hard time, this is my opinion, but have a really hard time accepting the idea that somebody can be a good person and not agree with them. Everybody has to be, you know, and I think new ideas are scary for a lot of people too. If somebody says the way you think about the world maybe isn't right, it scares you because you want, I I don't know, there's a whole, I mean, this is a whole show in and of itself. I could go (laughs) on for about a a year. So I'm going to stop before I go on for like hours.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that's great, and, and and I I, I let us down that path, so uh, I appreciate. Well, no, st- I
0: mean it's an it's an interesting discussion, and it really is. I think it's an important one, and I wish we had more discussions about this kind of stuff. And now I'm getting ideas for women in business. Okay.
1: So tune in. Tune in to Women in <clears> Business. <throat> and we'll get the rest of the story, so to speak. Yeah.
0: Um- <laughs> Paul Harvey.
1: There. Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. I I wasn't sure if anybody else would get that. So (laughs) Christine, basically let's, let's sum up week one here real quick. Then your summary of week one, what was your takeaway? What was your, and I know you kind of got to some things and, and stuff like that, but what was the value that you took out of this?
0: I think the value for me was just defining that my purpose was different than if you had just walked up to me before i did the exercise and said what's your purpose i probably would have told you something different than what i actually ended up saying at the end of doing the exercise so i think it made me think about it as opposed to just kind of knee-jerk go well my purpose is this yeah you know i think that was the value for me the unexamined life is not worth living i don't know who said that but somebody did
1: well, Christine so. Shreve said that. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you just have to credit it the first time. Remember, this is how Terry does things. Oh, so yeah. Well, that's back. how
0: Terry does things. I don't know <laughs> if that works for the rest of humanity.
1: <laughs> he's the grandfather, though. So we we call it the grandfather. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Let's not
0: encourage him any more than he's already been encouraged.
1: Good point. Good point. All right. Let's get into week two here. Week two, we talked about know what you want. This was a, a cool opportunity, cool experience for me, because you you don't want to feel greedy. And I think that's where people (laughs) kind of struggle with this one at the first of it. Before I did this series, I'd actually done this before in my success principles training, but I did a 101 goals list. And
0: I remember you talking about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you start out yeah, you, you know, the house, the vacations, the trips and the you know all these wants that yeah after a little while you start but then you start getting into you run out of the material things mm-hmm. and that's where it really got cool for me is you know talking about okay how can I support my two sons in what they want to do how, how can we you know help the garment decorating community how can we support youth I, you know, people know that I'm a big volleyball Fanatic, so mm-hmm. I wanted to start a volleyball club and and instill more than just playing volleyball in, into the kids and and things like that. So that's where it got really exciting for me was getting mm-hmm. into the deeper things. At the same time, there's no problem with the other. You know, I feel completely comfortable inside of the other vacation property and and mm-hmm. some of the, the you know just makes me feel good kind of things because of the the need to recharge and the give back. So anyhow. That's what week two to me was kind of all about. What was week two feel like for you?
0: I mean, there's obviously the material things. Money for me has always been more security and the ability to do what I want, I guess. Certainly the health issues have defined some of my goals and my list now because I'm looking at things. The pandemic has shaped how I think about things a lot. And certainly just the ongoing realization that my health is what it is and Mm -hmm. having something that I can do that doesn't necessarily require me to be in a certain place at a certain time every day, that kind of stuff. But mostly a lot of what came up, I realized was stuff that I'd been talking about for a long time and saying, I should really do this. You know, and I was like, well, you're 50, I'll be 52 in less than a month. How long am I going to keep saying I should really write a book or I should really do, you know, this, or I, it was brought to me fairly sharply too that. Some things that I have as goals aren't maybe necessarily entirely in my control, but that doesn't mean there isn't more that I could be doing like, okay, for instance, meeting a romantic partner and getting married and having a husband. And I've never done that. I've always wanted to do that. I just never met the guy. Sure. Now, some of that's out of my control. I mean, the, you know, I may, I just may never meet that person, but there's also parts in my control that I haven't really been doing anything about. Yeah. If you say it's something you want, but you're not doing anything towards getting it, then is it really, you know, am I just saying, and I also Strangely enough, it also made me look at why did I want some of the things that I wanted? You know, am I saying I want a husband because I have this romantic idea of I'm going to meet my Prince Charming and he's going to whisk me away and everything will be, you know, sunshine and roses and lollipops and he's never going to leave his socks on the floor or his wet towel in the bathroom. Never, or We never do
1: that. No. You know, and <laughs> and
0: so I had to look at that stuff, too. Am I romanticizing a lot of things I've not had because because
1: yeah 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 <laughs> exactly know. just because yeah. it was
0: an easy list and a hard list in a lot of ways because some of it was also a little tough to admit that yes I want some of these things
1: sure sure that's you that's, know that's great insight really great insight one of the things that you were saying there to me kind of you know it's one thing to you got into it and figured out is this really something that i want you know so this is an i want list this is not a wish list and while those may seem similar they're actually very different and i want list is is something that's specific and that you you want Mm -hmm. to achieve a wish is like yeah that would be nice but like you said what are you doing to actively participate in making that become a reality
0: well, and I think the other thing with an I want list too that that I confronted was that there were some things that ended up on the list that either I had a judgment about or I felt like maybe other people would have a judgment about that you shouldn't want that. But if it is really something that I do fundamentally want for whatever the reason, then I mean, and I'm not saying things like, you know, I want to kill puppies or I want to (laughs) take over the world and become supreme dictator or something. But I mean, something a little more specific to me and my talents or something. But things like I was raised that girls shouldn't brag about their accomplishments. One of my I want statements is I want to be known for my abilities. You know, so part of me goes, well, what do you need that for? Are you so insecure that you need everybody to clap for you? And I'm like, no, that's a valid thing. I can want that.
1: Sure. Yeah, it is a valid you know? thing. Yeah, it's it's your measuring stick. So let's look at the, the list. So we talked about the I want thing. So we're getting 30 things that you want to do. and And, and we had great discussion about why that stuff's important. And here's the other thing, I guess, I want to make sure that I'm clear on here for you guys is. Yes, this is called Small Business Saturdays. So sometimes this doesn't feel very business-like per se. But to me, our lives are all encompassing. The purpose is underlying. For me, I I enjoy working with business owners and being friends with business owners. And I come from a family of business owners. it's, It's all encompassing. So if I can get clear on my entire life, I can be way better at my business when it comes to that. We get into the 30 things you want to do. Follow that up with 30 things you want to have. And then 30 things you want before you die, the, the bucket list. And then this part, now I'm into the things I love to do list. This was also an interesting piece for me, but maybe list a couple, you know, for me, yeah. I love doing stuff like this. You know, right. for me, I love playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. How did that experience kind of affect you?
0: Figuring out what I love to do, the things that really leaked out for me that maybe I wouldn't have, like, I like to educate people, Sure, which I knew that. But I, it wasn't something I'd ever put on a list as, okay, this is something I really like to do. I think it was more just refining what really brings me joy and pleasure and and how am I using the, the principles that are guiding me in the things that I like doing
1: if you guys that are listening in right now, I want to hear what you guys are thinking too. You know, this is a great discussion with Christine Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm loving getting all this feedback and hearing different perspectives. And, but I also want to hear what, what you guys, if you went through this or if you didn't, you know, what was the reason why you didn't do it? Just lack of time. Can you make time to do this kind of thing? I mean, it's all still here. So just uh, go back through this stuff. All right, Christine, anything, I don't know if you're still, if it's, frozen or not, but if you have anything more on week two. All right. So uh, just pop her off the screen here for one second. And I am going to get into week three. And again, we spent some time on, on the first two weeks. For me, once you do get to that why, a lot of this stuff should be able to flow a little bit more for you. So if you guys have specific areas in any of these weeks that stand out to you that are troublesome, that you'd like to discuss, that you'd like to have a little more clarification on please, please feel free to put that in the comments. So again, let me know that you guys are, are here and, and uh, what to what your thoughts are. The third week was clarifying. And, and this is kind of taking, okay, purpose, the things that I want, the story writing time. They've got it broken up in the, in the worksheets and I'll put the worksheet up here in just one second. Got it broken up into some different areas, your your financial vision, your home vision, material possessions, career, Free time and recreation, health and body, relationships, personal vision, community vision. You can do as many of those as you want. I've actually got my life kind of broken down into to five different parts. Grab this here. You know, so for me, it's broken down into five different parts of the purpose: the growth and learning, spirituality, business, finances, and career, creative, health and fun, love, spouse, partner family, friends, and then fifth area is social. So environmental, community, things like that. This third week, that's what we're digging into here in this third week. Okay, we've got the purpose. We now also have kind of the things that we want, but let's tell the story. The reason this is important and uh, Christine's back, so let me grab her real quick here. To me, the reason that this is important to tell the story to get into this vision is the fact that you can, when you tell it as a story, it's, you know, a, a good movie is a good story. And so we can remember those things. We can we can visualize it. Our, our brains don't differentiate between what it is that we're thinking and what's really happening necessarily. So if we can tell our brains a good story and really kind of have that picture in our minds, then it's going to be a lot easier to get there because the decisions, the things you have to do, the things you have to work towards become a lot more clear Because you know what that end goal is. Christine, in week three, what was your takeaway?
0: First of all, I'm on the mobile hotspot now. So hopefully that's going to be better.
1: Okay, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, We're still doing great, so don't don't worry about it.
0: The vision exercise was week three. The thing I think that helped me is, I mean, I'm a writer, I'm an imaginer. I can imagine very elaborate for almost anything. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah. But writing it down in specifics, you know, this is, I want to live in these places. I want to live ne- in this type of setting. I want to have these things. Yeah, And also thinking about why these particular planks were parts of my vision what did it mean to me to have this much money and what did it mean to me to live why was this place where i wanted to live yeah so it kind of made me how do i say this the right way for a lot of my life i kind of allowed circumstances to move me you know, I I ended up where I live now because I had a, what I call my dark year and I had no money and I had no job and I had no place to live. And I had relatives here who said, come and live with us and see if you can get your life back on track. Yeah, I did. And I did get my life back on track. And yeah. then I ended up staying here. It wasn't like I ever went, "Ooh, I want to live in that place yeah. that just happened to be the place that offered me a sanctuary where I needed when I needed one. Yep, exactly. So I've never really, I, I can't cop to ever really having like a well thought out plan for what it was always like, I really kind of wanted, and this was nice because it was like, okay, let's put it in concrete terms. What are you really aiming for? What do you really think is important? So that really helped me. Because, and you know, some of that too, I have to say also came from thinking that I didn't have the power to do the things that I wanted to do. So if you don't believe that you have the power, then you don't ever think in terms of I can impact how things go. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, some of the stuff I really love from, from the success principles work is it does allow us that opportunity to think through those things. And at least for me, it helped me get to that point where I I was able to build that belief that I do have control over this stuff. And, and it may not happen today. It may not happen next week, but if I keep working at it, I can make these things a reality all on my own through doing the right things, supporting others, building and all that kind Mm. of fun stuff. So good. Well, let me, I'm just going to throw up the, 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 sheet real quick um there's plenty to read on it here but but as i talked about you got financial home material Mm -hmm. you know i was telling them while while you were gone there for a second christine that that i actually have broken mine down just into five different parts for me personally so i don't think that these are just some ideas of areas that that work for you that that's kind of the worksheet anything else from the worksheet that we need to touch on
0: no i don't think so
1: okay all right I, i
0: think this one was pretty straightforward
1: yeah definitely
0: okay you've just listened to the first Small
1: Business Saturdays episode recapping the 10-Week Success Principles Project featuring host Aaron Montgomery and guest host Christine Shreve. Tune in next week and enjoy the next entry of this series to provide a deep dive education in regard to the success principles.